Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Father, we thank you for your precious word this morning. Thank you for your precious people. How much we love you, how much we appreciate all that you've done and all that you're doing. We thank you for the fast. We thank you, Lord, that as our flesh is being silenced, Praise the Lord. That's beautiful. Father, we honor you and we just thank you for your grace. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your blessing. We must decrease and you must increase. I pray this morning for the anointing that breaks every yoke. I pray that people would hear the voice behind my voice. I pray that your sons and daughters will grasp by the Spirit of God as we gain understanding in this season concerning your word, concerning their destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Can you help me with this mic and change the tone? I'm not singing. This is Aaron's mic, so I don't want to sound like Aaron this morning. Amen. So the title of my sermon this morning is Dreams and Destinies. Put up the 10 life laws for me this morning. Um, We need to pray for our young ones that are, who are the ones entering matric this year? Where are they? Are they in service? Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. We're going to be praying for you this morning. Glory, glory, glory. Hey, hey. Yes, son. Praise Jesus. It is well. Ah, that's so much better. Praise Jesus. Amen. You know, when you get into the fast and your flesh starts to settle down, no matter what the enemy throws against you, your emotions and like, it's like, whatever. Let the spirit stay alive. Amen. Amen. And so um, the fast has is, is been so exciting. Uh, there are a couple of things that I wanted you to write down and I want you to understand. And we've been speaking about this the last couple of weeks. Is that if you want to develop the next decade for your life, you've got to take these 10 life laws seriously. You've got to take them seriously. The first one we've been dealing with the first two weeks has been your belief system. How's Wednesday nights been? Very, very powerful. God's been speaking, um, ministering to us. Um, There's a time when you don't get everything on on, uh, live streaming because uh, the prophetic word and the communion, we switch off live streaming. So they get the word, but then God starts ministering on the ground, which has been so powerful. And so we're becoming more and more sensitive to the Spirit of God, which has been awesome. So we've been dealing with your belief system. Have you got your 40 I am's? Hallelujah. I am blessed. I'm healed. I'm strong. I'm anointed. I'm rich. I'm healed. Come on, somebody. You're building a belief system. You're framing your world. This morning, we're going to get into the frame of your world. Christ, your foundation. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And I want to touch on point number four this morning is visioneering or the law of imagination. I want you to understand this this morning. It's going to get really, really good this morning to understand the power of your imagination. For many people, the problem that they're having is that they don't see God gives a word, but they don't move from the word that is given into a place where they see the manifestation. I want to show you this morning the order of God And how God gets you to a place of where your whole life and your whole being brings forth the purposes of God. And so number one is when God gives you a word, 
God goes from revelation and he goes to authorization. From authorization, he moves into obligation. Did you get the order? The reason why many people are not getting the things that they want from God is because they don't have God's obligation. And not only that, they never got, because they never got God's authorization. And only because they never got God's revelation. Look at the order. Revelation. If God gives you revelation, He then moves you into a place of where He authorizes you to do what He's told you to do. Once authorization is done, he's then obligated to go and supply everything that you need to bring that vision to, and make it to come to pass. The problem with your, with, your, with your motivational speakers is that they give you what comes from them. And you take their word for them and you pay for it. Yet when you come into the kingdom of God, God frames your world by the word of God. He gives you his word and establishes the I am in your life. I am. If you have, don't know what I'm saying, you need to check the last two weeks. It's teachings on the I am and the importance of making sure that the Word of God is your foundation. Make sure that because when things don't work out, people go crazy. They, they get anxious. They get worried because what they looked at and what they were promised doesn't come to pass. And so the world falls to pieces because it's not kept up by the great I am. You, your life cannot be like the world. Everything about your life, when you're having vision, you must know that the vision comes from a place. So Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 1 helps you understand that. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1. The words of Jeremiah the son of, came to the, of the priests who were in that place and of Benjamin, uh, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah the king of Amon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. It also came, to, it came also in the days of, of that guy. Keep on going, verse 4. Let's pick up verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, look at this, revelation. Not your teachers told you, not your motivational speakers told you, not Oprah told you, not because there's fake news everywhere. The Bible helps us know what is true. You can't, you can't take everybody's word. I, I, don't, I don't listen to what everybody's going to say. I, I mean, they post stuff and they want the like and, you know, lots of people going, amen, amen. No, I want to know where is it in the Bible? Because the Bible lets you know what is true. And I'm telling you for the next decade, it's going to get worse. Fake news and, and words that are spoken and things that people want, want to make you believe things. A lot of the stuff you're going to ask, what's the source? Does it come from you? Who told you that? That's the question that God asked Adam in the, in the beginning. So God gives him revelation about his life. Watch now the order. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That means I formed you for a purpose. I, I, I didn't send you to the earth to discover a purpose. I sent you to the earth because you were born for a purpose. I sent you for a purpose. It says, before you were born, I sanctified you. What is sanctification? It means to be set apart. Every single one of you, you've been set apart. Not to be a problem, but to be a problem solver. You were, here, you were sent to the earth for a reason. There is a purpose for your life. There is a gift attached to your life. Before I formed you, you were born, I sanctified you. I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Now watch now the order. God gives revelation. I've been teaching you this since last week, the beginning of the year. Then he said, Ah, oh Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. What's the first thing when God gives you revelation? What's the first thing that you must do? Is fix your speech. But the Lord said to me, Don't say I'm a youth. That's been the last two weeks, the beginning of the year. Don't speak like that. Say I am. That's what God's been saying. So look at the revelation. The revelation comes. Then he says, now correct your speech. What's coming out of your mouth? He says, I'm a youth. He says to me, do not say I'm a youth. For you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. I'm sending you as a vessel. 
But you can't speak your own words because I'm not going to authorize it. If I give you revelation, the next step is authorization. But if you don't say what I say, then you're out of step with what I'm doing. He says, do not be afraid of their faces for I'm with you to deliver you wherever you, to, for, for I'm with you. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. God is to correct your speech first. If you're going to go anywhere with God, he's gonna, you have to watch what you're saying. Your hectic words is what's giving you a hectic lifestyle. Do you understand the atmosphere of heaven is peace? There's no hectic in heaven. There's no confusion in heaven. You have to go and fix your, your mouth because death and life are in the power and you, of your tongue and you're going to eat the fruit of what you're saying. And some of you are not understanding that it is a serious thing. God can't move to the next level with you until you change what's coming out of your mouth. You've got to change it. Say, I'm blessed. Practice that. Say, I'm blessed. You have to let the Holy Spirit convict you of every perverse word that you're speaking. Because your own mouth is killing you. Your own words are killing you. And the Lord said to me, behold, I put my words in your mouth. Then he says, the next step is what? Come on, read with me. Read the first word. The next, after he gives you revelation, he needs you to see. So he says, don't speak like that anymore. But now I need to open up your eyes to see. You now need to become somebody who's a visioneer. Somebody that can, a visionary. Somebody that can see things. You're not like the world. I want to, God wants to communicate with you. I've, I've, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms. Here's your assignment to root out, to pull down, to build, to destroy and to throw down. And then to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying to Jeremiah. Look at the, the connection. Revelation. Now he wants to authorize the man. He says, don't speak. Then he asked the question, what do you see? Saying to seeing. What do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you've seen well. Now I'm obligated. I'm obligated and I'm ready to perform my word. Please, you've got to hear me now. Revelation, authorization, obligation. Now God has got to get in on your affairs and he's got to bring the vision to pass that's in your heart. Because it never came from somebody out there, it came from you. Now let's unpack the importance of your imagination. Some people, they say amen and they speak the word, but they've never gone to the next step with God to go and build or sanctify their imagination. They're not, they're saying something, but their hearts are seeing something else. They're saying words, but it's not coming to pass because they're not imagining, they're not understanding that you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. When God is dealing with you, He's not getting you to come to church only. Or to say amen or to say, I'm just going to quote some scriptures. When God purchased you, He purchased all of you. Including your imagination. It's the part of your life that if you don't engage with that, your life doesn't go anywhere. Let me, let me give you an example. You, you, you understand why a woman... When the husband comes onto the scene, the boyfriend, and he proposes, there will be great marriages in this home and in this house. The women are coming in, amen. God is going to create an opening. But when you speak to that woman about her wedding day, why does the wedding day come to pass? She never just said, yes, I said yes. She has imagined a day. 
with colors, with who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. She's imagined a day of how the, the horse is going to come and we're going to come with a chair. I mean, it's every wedding is so unique, but you know where the crystal glasses are going to be and you know everything is in its order. What has the woman done? For years, she's been imagining that day. And if you have the glass out of order or a color in there that she never ordered, you'll get bridezilla because she's going to come and deal with you. Why? Because when she put out the picture, that's the way she wants it. That's the reason why so many great weddings, you have so many powerful weddings, but terrible marriages. Because they've envisioned it for the day, but they don't know how to deal with visioning for their marriage. This is good preaching already this morning. The problem with most people is that you left your dream somewhere behind you. You stopped imagining what your world would look like. You stopped dreaming about the car that you'll drive and the house you're going to live in. Uh, people when you, you know, I mean, how can you be 30 years old and you've got no dream? You've got the skill and you've got the education, but they, they, like the Satan's locked your dream away. And when God speaks to you, God speaks to you through your dream. Can I give you scripture? Job chapter 33. I'm going to get your attention now. I'm telling you. Verse 14. Job 33 and verse 14. For God may speak in one way or another. So when I say to you this morning, money Everybody's imagination goes to, if I can get 10 rand this morning, somebody could be, could need it. Somebody could say, well, if I get a thousand rand, I use the word. Your imagination has gone to a place and it's different for every one of us, every single one of us. When you speak money to me, make sure you come with a hundred million, I'm building campuses. I mean, for some people, you say, you use the word golf club. And the guy comes and he says, Pastor, I bought you a golf club. I was thinking of a whole golf course. Why? My imagination is different to yours. So when you're dealing with moving with God and God saying there's an opening, what picture are you getting? What are you seeing? Because here's God. For God may speak in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. It is possible that God is speaking, but your imagination is not aligned with where God has got you and what He wants from you. Verse 13, 15. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering upon their beds. The part that the church has missed out on is that you've got word, but you've stopped dreaming. And yet God says, I'm going to speak to you through your vision and through your dream. And many people don't perceive it. Yesterday in prayers, we've been praying over the church will come into a new season of where there'll be a, a portal of people getting visions and dreams and interpretations of their dreams. Is there anybody, are there believers in this place? Are you going to trust God? Because then He opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. What's God trying to do? He's trying to give you instruction which way to go. He's warning people through dreams and visions. He's trying to show you which way to go. He's trying to show you who to marry, when to marry, what door to go. Is it time to go overseas? Isn't it time? The timing of different things. In a dream you'll find, you know, I mean, we just had dreams and I was, there's a grace upon me, I believe, to interpret them and God's helped me that way, that we were speaking about some dreams yesterday and one lady was just speaking about, uh, T was speaking about how she can't, every time she gets to the airport, she can't find a passport and all that is in there. There's a couple of things that comes out of the dream because God is trying to show some things 
And there's revelation coming from your dreams. But most people are not paying attention to that. But God is speaking. I tell you why. In order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. God is, God is always trying to direct your life. God is always trying to, he's, he's always speaking. And I want you to know that this morning. He's forever speaking. He's trying to communicate. When you're awake, He's trying to give you a word. When you're at sleep, He's trying to give you a dream and a vision. And you now need to become keenly aware that God is speaking to you. That God is speaking to you. And so, the reason why most people do not perceive God is because their imaginations are filled with a whole bunch of things that are not of God. They've given their lives to Christ and they go to church but their imaginations they've given to Satan so he occupies their lives and their dreams their subconscious is filled with, with, with dreams and visions and, and pictures of, of pornography or, or a mess in life and I mean you watch the last thing at night you watch is a horror movie and then you're expecting God to speak to you through the dream and you can remember it never gonna happen or God speaks and you will never remember the dream. But God is speaking to us in one way or another. And the right way to do it is to go to bed peaceful at night with scripture in your heart and in your mind. So God, you can wake up in the morning with a God dream. Is there anybody this morning that needs God to direct them, to give them instruction, to help them? Is there anybody, am I preaching to at least one person this morning that God needs to direct this morning? That you came to church, that you need to not just hear a word from God, but you need to see something. So let's deal with your imagination. God has made you rich beyond your wildest imagination. What's the imagination? It's the process of forming new ideas, images, or feelings at a time when they are not yet present. So it's about imagining a world that not, is not yet. Anytime you get and you deal with your imagination, your imagination takes you on a journey. There is a difference between thinking about something and imagining it. There is something about just, ah, maybe one day I'll go to, you know, I want to make a trip overseas and I'm going to get into the ships. So I say that in the service and I believe it's the word, the opening for you. But none, none of you has found out what is the euro rate to the rand. You've not gone and gone and inquired about the ships. What does the ships look like? What's the price? Where are we going to stop? What's it going to look like? How much luggage do I need? What are you doing when you do that? You're not just thinking about it. You're imagining yourself taking the trip on that thing. Is there anybody with me this morning? This woman got married before she got married. Every day. It's her imagination that took her there. So it's to design your life. You must employ the power of imagination. Most of the world's greatest achievers constantly pictured in their minds what they wanted. God never just gave you a word. Uh, that's it. You, you know, the truth is about this church. I'm imagining, I mean, it was, we were 12 people in a double garage. And none of the people are here anymore except myself, my wife, and my family left of that. But I imagined a church of thousands of sons and daughters that are flourishing in business. That marriages are solid. Divine healing in their bodies. Everybody running with vision. Everybody walking in the fullness of God's blessing. No one broke in the church. Everybody an overcomer. I have that in my mind's eye. And every time the devil tries to throw me a different picture, I got to go back and I got to push back on that thing. Because some of the toughest time to imagine a thing is when you are in a fight. It's tough when you're in a fight for your life, for healing, to, uh, uh, like dealing with cancer or any challenge in your body, to trust God for, for a, a healthy body. It's very challenging. That's the reason why when you are healthy and you are strong, you must take yards forward, child of God. You've got to keep imagining. You've got to tell yourself, well, you know, they say, you say, you walk around and say, I'm well. Then they say, are you sick? No, 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 there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just getting weller. 
Come on, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. I'm getting better and better every day. Why I'm getting stronger? Don't let the enemy wait until you come up against a challenge for you to start speaking. Every single day, if you've got money in your pocket, say, I'm getting richer and richer. If you're getting a business deal, say, there's another deal coming through. You've got to begin to learn to live in this world with your imagination getting better and better. You're getting stronger. You're not getting, don't wait for a fight first. Why must you be laying in hospital before you start to think of a better life? With pipes coming from everywhere. Look, it's not going to happen to you. I'm going right now to the hospital after this. My family called and their son just hit. There's a, a terrible situation that came. And they, the doctors have given up. I need to go and pray. But I've got to put a different picture in this boy's mind. To say, son, ignore the pipes. Ignore the doctor's report. You need to have a different imagination of a different world because you are coming out. Please say amen in this church. And I want to employ your imagination. And one of the biggest fights you'll be in is that when you are in a fight, you can't see what this thing looks like. Marriages and families and homes is because you've not learned to deploy your imagination. And the enemy walks in there and he places a picture inside of your mind that is contrary to the word of God. What is in an imagination? It's the formation of a mental image of something that is neither perceived as real or present to the senses. It's not present. But I've got to work with God in His Word and I've got to go deeper and build this vision using my imagination. All of us are directly or indirectly responsible for almost everything that happens to us. The way we think and feel has an intimate connection to our daily circumstances. We are worst own in our, our own worst enemy because we have so many negative concepts about ourselves that we automatically expect and imagine the worst, which creates difficulties and limitations for ourselves and others. You've got to ask yourself this morning, if that voice in your head was a friend that you had, would you still be friends with them? Because your negative perception of how things are not going to work out and where you're not going to end up and how bad it's going to become. Who, who, who's putting that image in your head? Whose words are you listening to? Because once you've received a word, your next step is then to go and imagine. And the Lord's asking you this morning is what do you see? Jeremiah, what do you see? What is going on in your imagination? Let me tell you something about divorce and even being with someone else. You don't get there because of a court. You get there because you imagined it first. There are people in churches right now that are imagining a world away from God in the pubs and they're going to end up there. And there are people that are in the pubs right now messed up and thinking, I've got to get my life right with God. And they're imagining a world full of peace and prosperity and increase. The importance of your imagination. Whatever you imagine is going to manifest in your life. The image you keep on the inside of you will always lead you to a place of where it will manifest itself. Do you understand that this campus was imagined 14 years ago in my back room? Why is Pastor still staying on this land? When is a building going up? Don't worry, honey. You've been here for six months and you haven't seen anything. I've been here 14 years. And every day I wake up refreshed, imagining sons and daughters coming in, worshipping the Lord. I imagine every single day somebody who hasn't got a mother, who hasn't got a father, who hasn't got hope, walking through these doors and experiencing the blessing of the Lord in this place. I'm seeing somebody who doesn't know who they are become a multimillionaire and a funder for the kingdom of God. I see somebody who was rejected by their father coming into and marrying and being a great father and a great husband to their wives. I see it. I see see it every single day and it is manifesting. Somebody shout amen. amen. That's the reason why I wake up every day imagining a world where you don't need to go and beg for a job. Where you will come and grab a hold of the word of God and the word will transform you. And you know what's been? It's been happening every single year.
The enemy knows the only way he can get me off from another day. But listen to me. Distraction. For the enemy to destroy you, he first has to distract you. He's got to give you another picture. Did God say? Ah, God knows that if you eat of that tree, then you're going to become somebody, then you'll be just like him. She was already like a God in the earth. Eve never knew who she was. And he put a different picture on the inside of her and that's what destroyed her. You've got to have an image on the inside of you. Everything is going to be alright. Now if I say that, the image must go to where? I don't know, somebody's dealing with sickness, a marriage that's in, that's in trouble, somebody's got no job, somebody's under, that's under pressure. You've got to take that word and you've got to start to imagining, no, 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 you know, if God, God's going to make this thing better. Tomorrow morning when I go to work, my boss's attitude is going to change and there will be promotion for me. Why, everything's going to be all right. I've given you a word. What's the next step? You must imagine the world that you're going to live in. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, God brings revelation. Then God brings correction. Next, he asks the question, what are you seeing? Next comes his authorization. And then his obligation. The problem for many is the frustration and disappointment. Is that you've confessed one thing but you received another. It's because you've neglected the law of the imagination. Go and study people like Bill Gates, Walt Disney, anybody, anybody in this world. When your imagination rules your heart, you will receive what you've daydreamed, night dreamed, and constantly burn in your mind. Some of the lowest achievers at school became the greatest influences of our time, not because of their grades, but because of a fertile imagination. Your imagination is the place setter for your destination, your designation. Hallelujah. Your imagination is very elastic. How much you pull is how much you get from it. Ask Coca-Cola. They don't, you, you don't even know what Coca-Cola slogan is. But when you see a Coca-Cola, all of a sudden, it's a good, not a good day to speak about food. It's like, they sold you not words, they sold you a picture. That's why marketing is what it is. Because of the power of a picture. So, when you begin to understand the power of your imagination, let's go a little deeper with this. Let me share, you, share with you some things because your imagination is the soil that brings a dream to life. Your imagination. Glory be to Jesus. Genesis chapter 11 verse 4 to 6. Genesis chapter 11. There are men that decided that they're going to violate the order of God. And this is the Tower of Babel that they decide to build. Please look. They said to one another, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves. There's a whole bunch of things wrong with that. Like number one is that God never told you to build a tower to heaven. He said spread out in the earth. That's a violation of the kingdom. Number two is that not making a name for yourself. God says you'll make your name great. You don't have to make a name for yourself. He says, lest you be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed the people are one. And they all have lang one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Look what got God's attention? Give it to me in the New King James Version. Go back one. Go back. In the, in the King James Version. And next verse. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. Just because we speak the same language does not mean that we build anything. 
And this they begin to do. Now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. It wasn't their speech. It wasn't even their plan. It wasn't even the vision. It wasn't even their decision to begin to work. It was what was going through their imagination. That tells you, Satan would work in an unbeliever and excite their imagination to build something that's not of God. And God is not authorized, neither is He obligated, to fund anything that my own senses have imagined. Are you with me this morning? When you imagine something that is not of God, I want to start the franchises of Shabins. Whose imagination is that? The drug lords. Whose imagination is that? It can't be God. But they're running what they're running and they're doing what they're doing. They imagine themselves driving certain cars and, and, and they forget the process of destroying people's lives. But the point about that is that their imagination, your imagination is so powerful that, that it got God's attention. That God had to stop them. He changed their language because their imagination was this thing and it was going to come to pass. Your imagination is so powerful that God will give you what you imagine, whether it is sanctified or not. You can desire things and you can focus on it and people tell you, the world tells you to do that. This is how you must get, imagine your life and you must have these positive confessions. Where do they get that stuff from? It's all from the Word of God. Your famous, why do I keep speaking about these motivational speakers? Because the world, the church is running to motivational speakers to get your life sorted out. How can you run into the, to, to, to the horoscopes to go and fetch what, what God is saying? Here's the Word of God. And the Word of God must bring stability in your life. And don't worry about what the world's got to say. Once I frame my world with what, who God says I am, the next thing is I need to see what He shows me. And I can go to bed at night with a dream and a vision in my heart because I've now got to, when you're saved, when you save, you must now bring your imagination to the Lord. Let Him sanctify it. He's got to cleanse it. So that you don't imagine another world. Because if you imagine, everybody's imagining something. Some of you imagine that I stopped preaching this morning. But it's not going to happen. For now, I'll dismiss you when, when I'm done. But for now, imagine that it's a soft seat and it's comfortable. Just imagine. We got a new house. We got a new church. We got a new building. Come on, you imagine with your pastor because our imagination is going to take us there. Your imagination can get you into so much trouble that you can sleep with a married man and even someone else, someone else's wife because of your imagination. And then you can add scripture to justify it. And you watch people because of their imaginations. It's affecting their lives. Negatively. God can do nothing to stop what you imagine if you want it that bad. Their imagination guaranteed their attainment. That's the reason why you can never imagine yourself as a failure in life. Please give a stronger amen. amen. Never imagine yourself not making it in life. You must begin to understand the importance of your imagination in working with God. You understand how important your imagination is to the Lord. But every time you find somebody who's got a dream for their future, did you see how many people come under attack? Think of your life. You just get a dream from the Lord of what your future is going to look like. And the enemy attacks you. What's he after? He's after the dream. Joseph gets a dream. And he attacks the dream. Because there's always drama around a dreamer. Somebody who's a dreamer, the devil hates. 
So you have a dream of you see your children, you see your home, you see what it looks like, and the enemy throws everything else contrary to the picture in your mind because he wants to take you away from what you are imagining. It's not the words you're speaking, ah, God is good, God's going to do this for me, and the like. That's not what it's about. It's the fact that I can keep a picture on the inside of me. I got accused of being the most, some of the most terrible things. And all I've been trying to do is help people. They accuse you of a whole bunch of, what's the enemy trying to do? Take the picture away from you. So eventually walk away saying, you try to help these people. I mean, Moses got tired looking into the promised land and the people are complaining every single day. Eventually, just like God says, well, speak to the rock. He rather hits it. And the Lord says, you can't go into the promised land. He must have also said, ah, it's good. It's mukhfani mensa. I mean, seriously, because God gave him a picture of the promised land. I mean, I, that's what the enemy wants me to do. Get so tired of looking at this picture because one day this thing is coming to pass. And everybody will see the glory of God. Let me tell that to you. Let me prophesy that over your life this morning. The dream in your heart is coming to pass. You've been under attack. The enemy's been fighting your family. You, he's, he's, he's put you out of your house. You've lost the house. You've lost the car. But it doesn't matter what you've lost, honey. If you don't lose your mind, you're going to get everything back and more. If you hold on to your mind, if you hold on to what's going on in your head, I am telling you, you are coming out with the image on the inside of you. It's going to manifest somewhere. This dream of vote change, this dream of Kingdom Life Embassy, this worship team, this building, all that God has promised, it shall come to pass. There are multi-millionaires in this church. I am not backing down from this. This picture will come to pass. Your children are coming through. Is there anybody that can imagine a new life of your children walking in victory? Come on, Bev. I see them in your house. I see them walking in and through your doors. I see peace in your home. Is there anybody that can imagine that? I see a house that's debt free. Is there anybody that can be, believe the Lord? I believe there's wide open spaces. I believe your house is blessed. I see peace in your home. I see your husband. I see your wife. I see your children. I see the hand of God upon your life. Is there anybody that will believe God with me? And imagine a new world. That's why when I say to you, you'll never be broken another day in your life. It must move into a picture. Let me tell you what Dr. Winston done. When he was broke, he had no money. He's walking around and the Lord says, I'm going to make you wealthy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is what he does. He buys himself a money clip. He takes a hundred dollars and he puts it on the outside and he fills the inside with paper, newspaper just to make it feel like I got a lot of money in my pocket. How are you doing? I'm wealthy. What is he doing? Changing the image that he'll never be broken another day in his life. Are you listening to me? A dream is for free. Some of you are so scared. What are they going to say to you if I ask him to drive a brand new Mercedes? Take yourself some dollar notes and just put it in there. Take an Uber and go to Mercedes and say, I want to test drive that car. A dream is for free. Go and imagine yourself in the car, man. Go and sit behind the wheel. Go begin to believe the Lord. Is there anybody that I'm, am I preaching to somebody? That will begin to believe God on another level. That your imagination becomes different. Go and sit in that house. Go and listen. They got open houses. You're gonna buy a house. Go and go find the most expensive house. Go to go to go 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 to Santon. Where do you want to stay? What do you want to do? It's for free. It's for a dream is for free. Question. Did your education lock all your dreams away? Because now they told you only how much you can earn. That's why the young ones, they're driving posh cars, the little ones. 
What's that? Uh, that's my house. It's like, what? Uh, no, that's my double story. I'm in there. Mm-hmm. Look at you. And here's my wife in here. Uh, and that's my swimming pool. And what are they doing? There's a part of their lives and the imagination that the world never locked down yet. That's the reason why they can dream another dream. Come on, somebody. Some of you lost the dream on the inside of you. God is saying, dream another dream. Because when Dave, when Joseph got uh, rebuked for the dreaming, he went back and the Bible says he dreamed another dream. It's time for you to dream again. Some of you need to go to the Lord and ask Him that the dream that I'm carrying is this thing sanctified? Is this for me? Has the devil been trying to excite me to build something that's not of you? Because if it's from God, there's revelation, there is authorization, And then there's God's obligation. He's obligated to bring it to pass because it came from Him. I'm not trying to build something that's mine. My own ideas. I saw this thing 14 years ago. And sometimes a dream takes longer. But baby, it's worth it. It's worth it. You've got to hold on to the dream. I'm preaching better than you saying amen this morning. How did God destroy the earth? Genesis 6-5. I've got to give you the positive stuff. Genesis 6-5. The Lord, how did He destroy the earth? Read with me. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of His heart was evil continually. That's when God destroys somebody. Because they refuse to change what they're imagining. Because your imagination is so powerful that if you stay down that road, it will destroy you and your family. Don't mess with this thing. Here's what is important. Let's get into what's important. God stimulates our imagination through His Word and promises. He's going to excite your imagination through the words that you speak. When he speaks to Abraham, he says, I promise you there's a child coming. He says, how can it be? He shows him the stars. What's, Abra- what's he doing? He's putting the imagination right so that Abraham can wake up every night. Oh, when he's awake at night, we'll be able to look into the stars and see that this is the promise of God. There must be something that you are looking at every single day if you're going to accomplish where you're going to. So Abraham sees stars. Just writing things down is wishful thinking. It's not imagination. It's not not imagining. It's not imagining. Uh, Here's what's important. Become very deliberate about what you're going to imagine for life because it will come to pass. It will come to pass. It will. Negative or positive, it will come to pass. God says He's ready to perform His word. Here's a situation in Daniel chapter 2. I'm reading from verse 14. But let me give you the introduction to the story here. So Daniel, they've been taken captive and there's a king that's in charge, King Nebuchadnezzar. And he has a dream. And he's got all his soothsayers and his magicians around him. And he... He says to them, he says, here's the deal. I want you, I, the Bible says his spirit was disturbed because of the dream. So he goes to him, he says, I want you to tell me what I dreamt. I'm paying you so much money to be on the board. Hello, Eskom. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> repent. He says, you've been hanging around me for such a long time. I want you to tell me what I dreamt. And then give me the interpretation. They said, you nuts. Well, not of course to the king, but privately. Ditopius Malman. The king is crazy. So they said, no, but okay, who does such a thing? Tell us your dream, we'll give interpretation. He says, no, 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 you're playing for time. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill your family. If you do not tell me what I dreamt and then interpret it for me. So they can't do it. 
They start killing the people. Now it comes to Daniel. Daniel's there. He was captured as part of this, but he's serving the king. And he says, but what's this thing? Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to him, to Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Ariok, who made, made the decision, no, made known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time, that he may tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went into his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a what? In a night vision. So God then steps up into the spirit, in the spiritual realm where God is. Daniel takes time to get into the presence of God. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His. Here's the deal. God who is spirit must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. As a programmer, when I started writing programs and I got taught the language of coding, they give you an environment to work in. This is the database part. This is how you break the commands in. These are the, the language of, when I started it was COBOL. It went on, of course, to different Visual Basic and different things that we developed in. And so the coding that I got involved in, it comes with an environment to decode how the program works. You write the program, you get the code, and someone enjoys the app. You missed it. There is somebody who sits behind. The reason why Mark Zuckerberg and his team is making so much money is because they're controlling what's in the program. We go click Facebook, but it was made up and is controlled by how much you get, when you get it, what you can post, how long it's going to be, what's blasphemy. What? They control it from another place. And they determine what happens on that app. So the world you're living in is not really the world that you're living in. It's being controlled by another world. And Satan knows that. The reason why God wants you to understand dreams and visions is because Daniel went to the Lord and he says, this problem that we're dealing with here, there is a source. God knows all the dreams. He knows what people dreamt. Is God all-knowing? Is God all-powerful? Is God all-present? Then He surely knows what your pastors dreamt, what your bosses dreamt, what your neighbor, He knows everything. If you are dealing with a tough situation, yours is now to come into the place of decoding what the world is struggling with. God gives him in the place of decoding. He gives him wisdom. He gives him might. Keep going. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise. Are you the wise? And knowledge to those who have understanding. So there is the spirit of counsel, fear of the Lord, knowledge, wisdom, understanding that we get. It's called revelation. We get something that the world does not get. Question. What's the environment? Praying, fasting, worshipping. You enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. That's the reason why on a Wednesday night you'll find how God downloads revelation, speaks to people's hearts, because they've come to find the time, not just, I never ate something. No, I spent time in the presence of God. And I'm now in the environment of the coders. And we deconstruct or decode what the world's looking for in the presence of Almighty God. That's the reason why you cannot not have a meal and say, well, I'm fasting. No, were you in the presence?
of God? Were you worshipping the Lord? Were you, is there songs playing in your house? Is there an environment for God to speak to you? Is it conducive for the Holy Spirit to come and show you what the problem is and to guide you? No, I just fasted. I know, and, and it's, it's, it's three days I haven't eaten. So what? If you haven't been in the presence of God. So what if you haven't been worshipping Him? So what if you haven't gone? Daniel said, hold up with your problem. I need to go and spend time in the presence of my God. And he created the environment where heaven is full of peace so we can hear from God. And God gives him the secrets that the world is looking for. God is speaking. He, sleeps, he speaks to you in dreams and visions. The problem with all of us, I'm saying all of us, we're not perceiving it. We get up and believe that that is God and we do our own thing and we move on. I mean, I'm watching people that they got, God give them one line. Just one line. He's got a whole chapter to speak to them. They take one line and they run with it. God's not done speaking with you. Now they end up, now they get beat by the devil. Get stripped of their stuff. Now they come back after two years and it's like, oh, you know, I don't know why, you know, uh, God. And, and they blame the whole world except the fact that they never got the revelation. And they never got God's authorization. And they're pushing God and forcing Him to be obligated in their situation. God's not doing it. You are matured. You are a child of God. And you are matured. You, you, you don't have to go and take your imagination to the world and let the devil excite your imagination about a world that could be. The time of fasting is when you bring it to the Lord, let Him sanctify your imagination. I'm telling you, do you believe that God's got plans to prosper you? To give you a future and a hope? Then why won't you take your imagination to the Lord? You were supposed to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. It includes your mind. It includes your mind. Your brain is the organ. Your mind is the tool. God needs the tool. That He needs to use it to show you a picture. So you can imagine a world with God that is so rich for you and your family and your home. And please put in that picture a tither. I sow good seed. Don't not, you know, give me, my name is Jimmy. Give me all, get, I'll take all you can give me. It's just stop that. Stop that. Part of your picture must be that you are blessed to be a blessing. It must be in your picture. I'm, God, if you bless me, if you take care of me, I'm going to be a blessing to people. You must, it must be part of the picture that you see. Not to brag about the rings and the gold and the tana. Whatever, man. Sow seed, be a blessing. Just put it in your picture. The reason why God will never give people any, any more is because they, they don't have God in their picture. God blesses them and they say, Oh, I struggled so hard to get this thing. Really? We were then praying and fasting for you. What happened? You coming back to honor the Lord. Why? From, from the beginning, God was not in their imagination. Pastor praying and interceding was not in your imagination. You didn't think of honoring God. Why? Because when the blessing came in, I was not in there in the first place. Do you know that people are praying for you every day? Huh? What do you think we're doing here? It's for you and your breakthrough. You can't come back and tell me how hard you worked. Look, with all your degrees, you still wouldn't have gotten that. You still wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for the Lord who was on your side. Put God in the center of your imagination and say, Father, whatever comes from your hand, I want nothing. Listen to me today. I want nothing that is yours. Nothing. But I want everything that belongs to me. You don't have to imagine another man's wife. Pastor Z is taken. First Peter 1.13 Write this down. The things that no one sees 
is producing the things that everybody wants. Therefore, in this fast, this week, gird up the loins of your mind. What is loins? It's a place of reproductive. Your reproductive organs are there. Your mind is a reproductive center. You can imagine a thing and it's coming to pass. Rest your hopefully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ.